0: Genesis 25, Abraham took another wife and her name was Keturah. She bore him Zimram, Jokshan, Midan, Midian, Ishbak, and Shua. Jokshan became the father of Sheba and Dedan. The sons of Dedan were Ashurim, Letushim, and Leumim. The sons of Midian, Ephar, Ephur, Hanok, Abida, Eldar, All of these were the children of Keturah. Abraham gave all that he had to Isaac. But to the sons of the concubines who Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts. He sent them away from Isaac, his son, while he yet lived eastward to the east country. These are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived 175 years. Abraham gave up the spirit and died in a good old age, an old man and full of years, and was gathered to his people. Isaac and Ishmael, his sons, buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zohar, the Hittite, which is before Mamre. The field which Abraham purchased of the children of Heth, there was Abraham buried with Sarah, his wife. It happened after the death of Abraham that God blessed Isaac, his son, Isaac lived by Beer Lahai Roy. Now, this is the history of the generations of Ishmael, Abraham's son, whom Hagar the Egyptian, Sarah's handmaid, bore to Abraham. These are the names of the sons of Ishmael, by their names according to the order of their birth. The firstborn of Ishmael, Nebaioth, then Kedar, Abdeel, Mibsam, Mishmah, Jumar, Masar, Hadad, Tamar, Jetur, Nafish, and Kedema. These are the sons of Ishmael, and these are their names by their villages and by their encampments, twelve princes, according to their nations. These are the years of the life of Ishmael, one hundred thirty-seven years. He gave up the spirit and died, and was gathered to his people. They lived from Havilah to Shur, that is, before Egypt, as you go towards Assyria. He lived opposite all his relatives this is the history of the generations of isaac abraham's son abraham became the father of isaac isaac was 40 years old when he took Rebekah, the daughter of bethuel the syrian of padamaram the sister of laban the syrian to be his wife isaac entreated yahweh for his wife because she was barren yahweh was entreated by him and Rebekah his wife conceived the children struggled together within her. She said, if it be so, why do I live? She went to inquire of Yahweh. Yahweh said to her, two nations are in your womb. Two peoples will be separated from your body. The old, one people will be stronger than the other people. The elder will serve the younger. When her days to be delivered were fulfilled, behold, there were twins in the womb. The first came out red all over, like a hairy garment. They named him Esau. After that, his brother came out, and his hand had hold on Esau's heel. He was named Jacob. Isaac was sixty years old when she bore them. The boys grew. Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. Jacob was a quiet man living in tents. Now, Isaac loved Esau because he ate his venison. Rebekah loved Jacob. Jacob boiled stew. Esau came in from the field and was famished. Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with that same red stew, for I am famished. Therefore his name was called Edom. Jacob said, first, sell me your birthright. Esau said, behold, I am about to die. What good is the birthright to me? Jacob said, swear to me first. He swore to him he sold his birthright to Jacob. Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. He ate and drank, rose up and went his way. So Esau despised his birthright. Abraham was married again, Keturah, and had a bunch more children, another six. So in total, we know he had eight sons. You often don't realize that when you're thinking of Abraham, because you often think of just Isaac. But he was a father of many. When Abraham died, his two sons attended the burial. And at this point, Isaac was 75 years old when he buried his father, and Ishmael was 88. So they were already quite elderly by our standards. And um, But then Isaac, you know, Isaac's wife, Rebecca, struggled to have children. and um, But, you know, Isaac prayed, and she... She got pregnant and there were twins. And these twins, uh, Isaac and Jacob, um, sorry, Jacob and Esau, these twins, um, we often think that they never, ever uh, knew their grandfather Abraham. Just the way that the Bible tells the story and, and, you know, it says that Abraham was elderly and and this is what he did. And the Bible doesn't tell it in like a chronological straight-through version it often tells this story and then this story, but sometimes they're overlapping, and you don't kind of realize that unless you kind of analyze it more closely. But Abraham was actually alive at the time of Jacob and Esau's birth, and he lived for another 15 years. So there's an overlap. And so that's an interesting thing right there. So these boys knew their grandfather, Abraham, and because a lot of these people were living long ages, like Abraham lived 175 years, and, um, but even if you go back to earlier in the book of Genesis, you've got people like Noah, living nine, uh, he lived 900 years, you've got Adam living 930 years, and you've got these huge ages where so many of the generations actually overlap. And it's a very interesting exercise to get a spreadsheet and put them all out on there and see the overlap for yourself. And uh, one of the things that I find interesting is that the overlap between Adam to Noah is, only, is so great that Noah was alive at the time of Adam's son, Seth. In other words, Adam would have told all these generations what it was like walking with God in the Garden of Eden and any one of them could have told Noah. In other words, there's a, there's a huge relay of information. It's not watered down by Chinese whispers because so many generations overlapped. And even from the time of Noah, right up to these boys, um, Jacob and Esau, there's only about two or three retellings. It's, you should go and do that exercise. But these boys are born. And um, Esau is named uh, you know, the name because it means red, and he was red when he was born, covered in red hair. But Jacob is called Jacob because it means to grab the heel, and he was born holding his brother's heel. But the name also means the deceiver. In other words, he's trying to get ahead in life by grabbing others to pull them back, and uh, opportunistic, deceitful, like trying to get ahead at any, at any at anyone else's expense. And so he gets named this. And all the way through the stories that are to come of Jacob, we see that this is his behaviour. And even at the end of this chapter, he's he sells, he he gets his brother's birthright off him for a bowl of stew. In other words, he's. Trying to get ahead at someone else's expense, like most of us would never dream of offering, you know, give me all your your birthrights for this bowl of soup. Most of us would never dream of asking a question like that. But he's opportunistic, and the question that I have is: was he was he named this name because that's the type of person he was? Or was this name spoken over him? You know how if you call someone a loser or an idiot and they get called that a lot, they end up, it can end up affecting them so that they become something like what you call them. They can have low self-esteem. They can feel like they're not intelligent. They can stop thinking. People can become what they're called. And so here we've got an example of Jacob being called a nasty, nasty name, and he exhibits all the behavior of that name. And it's a great reminder to us as parents to be careful what we call our children. It's a reminder to us as Christians to be very careful what we say to other people because we don't want to speak things over them. But if someone has spoken over you, if you've been called things, you need to go to the Lord and lay it aside. And later, later in Jacob's life, the Lord actually gets a hold of him and renames him, gives him a new name, Israel. We'll get to that. And the Lord is so gracious that if you go to Him and you seek Him, He will take a hold of you and change you. And in fact, in Christ, the Bible says we are a new creation. We become, we get a new identity. All of that is fabulous. But in the end of this chapter, we have Esau who despises his birthright. Now, this is basically his inheritance from his father. It's all that his father is going to do for him. He basically says it's not worth squat. He trades his double share for um, a bowl of soup. So the birthright was the double share. So if there were two sons, everything would be split three ways and the first son would get two and the second son would get one. And here Esau basically says it's not worth it, I'll just have a bowl of soup. And he despises that. Imagine the impression you give to your family when when you have an attitude like that. And there are actually a lot of Christians in church who have a similar attitude towards the things of the Lord. The Lord has got in store for us great inheritance. The promises of God are so wonderful. For example, you have preachers who who pour their hearts into preaching. They research the Scriptures. They want to find out what the Lord is saying. They prepare. Some of them will spend 10 or 20 hours a week preparing a sermon. They come and do their best preaching it. And people sit here in the congregation and don't care, fall asleep. And what they're really doing is despising their inheritance, despising what God is trying to give to them, even though it's coming through very humble means. And the truth is, we all do this. We all do this in various ways, and we shouldn't. So what we can learn from this chapter is that that we need to be people that, that look at what God has done for us and... and say, you know what, I'm going to be like Jacob. I'm going to do all I can, even if it's a bit underhanded, to get what I can get, except we're trying to get what we can of God. We're trying to get what we can of God by any means possible. And even though Jacob was underhanded in some of his methods, he demonstrates for us that desire to get. And if it's good, if it's from the Lord, we should have such greedy enthusiasm for the Lord's things. So Father, help us to have... To be like Jacob, at least in this one regard, that we want to get our hands on our godly inheritance no matter what. Help us not to be like Esau who just didn't care. But forgive us for the times we just haven't cared. Let grace come to us to be the people of God with a big heart. So bless bless all those watching and listening today. In Jesus' name.